Love Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters is on the air. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time as entrepreneur, author, speaker, Deborah Hartnett showcases the triumphant journey of these powerful sisters. You'll be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278 or listen live 24 hours a day at www.wealthysisters.com. Now, our host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the professional black woman. You can visit us at www.thepbw.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women of color, and our purpose is twofold. First, we love to inspire and encourage you, the listener, and second, we must edify, promote, and acknowledge and say thank you to our sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live from the Worldwide Blog Talk Network, and today is another fabulous Monday, June 13, 2011, and I hope you are excited about your future as I am, because trust me, it's extremely bright. You know, we are here every week at the same time. It's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern, so go out and spread the word. Now, you know, we are so excited about today's show. It's our second anniversary. Yay! And we know we owe it all to you. Thank you so much for allowing us to come into your homes, your offices, your space on a weekly basis. And we have a dynamic show in honor of you today planned, as I said, especially for you. We've got some magnificent giveaways, and, uh, man, our guest, oh, wow, I'm so excited about our guest today, Dr. Julianne Malvo. So you know what we need you to do right now. Go call everybody, tweet them, text them, send them a message on Facebook, fax them, tell them to dial 347-838-9278. That's 347-838-9278. Tell them to tune in. You can also listen live from www.wealthysisters, that's www.wealthysisters.com. Join us in the chat room, and also remember to follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and also you can join us right here on the show so that you can be reminded every week. Now, I like I said, I am just so honored uh, to have this phenomenal woman on our show today. I mean, her representative truly precedes her, but I just want to take a few moments just to introduce or reintroduce to you who she is. Dr. Julianne Malveaux is the 15th president of Bennett College for Women. She's recognized for her progressive and insightful observations. She is also an economist, author and a commentator, and has been described by Dr. Cornell West as the most iconoclastic public intellectual in the country. Now, that's a word. I know she's going to have to break it down for us. Dr. Malvo's contributions to the public dialogue on issues such as race, 
culture, gender, and their economic impacts are shaping public opinion in the 21st century. Dr. Malvo's popular writing has appeared in USA Today, Black Issues in Higher Education, Miss Magazine, Essence Magazine, and The Progressive. Indeed, Malvo was Essence Magazine's first college editor, having been selected in 1970 by Marsha Ann Galipsy for her winning essay, Black Love is a Bittersweetness. Her weekly columns appeared for more than a decade. Wow, that's awesome. And she's also been seen in Los Angeles Times, the Charlotte Observer, the New Orleans Tribune, the Detroit Free Press, and the San Francisco Examiner. And her latest work, which I am so fascinated about, if you are a history buff, I'm telling you right now, you want to go and get this book. It is Surviving and Thriving, 365 Facts in Black Economic History. So we're going to learn more about that, have a moment to chat with Dr. Malvo when we come right back from this short commercial break. Thank you again. You're tuning in to Wealthy Sisters. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Permal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2000. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E group.com or call the Beatty Group at 877-264-7699. Well, we are live. We are back on Wealthy Sisters, and it is our anniversary. Welcome to Wealthy Sisters' second year anniversary. We're so excited about it. We want to thank you so much for tuning in today. Our very, very special guest is none other than Dr. Julianne Malvaux. She is the college president, the 15th president, I might add, of Bennett College for Women, and she's just written a phenomenal book, Surviving and Thriving, 365 Facts in Black, um, Black Economic History. You can purchase this book at www.lastwordprod.com. That's So without any further delay, we'd like to say hello to Dr. Malvo. Thank you for joining us today. Deborah, thank you for having me, and happy anniversary. Two years of producing these shows. You got to get some kudos, and uh, I'm just, I appreciate you. appreciate your initiative, your drive, your entrepreneurial spirit, and your work. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It is such an honor to have you on our show today. And we we just love to um, ask you and and just share with you what we do with our guests. We're a little nosy over here, our audiences. And we we always love to get the background, like where did you grow up and what went into the recipe that we see today (laughs) of the the awesome product, that fabulous cake that was made of Dr. Julianne Melvoe. Well, the bad, the, the short version of the long story is I was born in San Francisco, California, September 22, 1953. My dad was a teacher, my mom a social worker, and my mom is still living. She's 83, and I just adore her. I got my risk-taking from her. She had been a social wow. worker much of her life, and at a point in time, 
she decided she wanted to be an entrepreneur. So she opened up a deli with a friend of hers actually over in Oakland, California. It did work uh-huh. out because my mother's basically a social worker, so she gave away all the profits. However, <laughs> the fact that okay. she was willing to take a risk is something that is inherent uh, in our family. I have three sisters. Um, I'm the oldest of five. I've got a brother and three sisters. And um, my youngest sister, Antoinette, was formerly the head of the Black NBA Association. She now leads uh, a, a practice at the um, Casey Family Foundation around foster care. They're a set of twins, Marianne and Mariette. And I tell you that to say just, A, because I always like to talk about my family. My brother's name is James. Sister-in-law, Billy Lou, nephews, Anya and Armand. Anya is a comedian. Armand is finding his way. Graduated the University <laughs> of California at Santa Cruz. But we have a practice as, as siblings. We call it the proteons. So my mom is a character. She has all these interesting characteristics. When we observe ourselves, we say, oh, did you just do a proteon? Uh, which would be one of these either um, my mom tells it like it is, as we all do, you know, come by it honest. My mom is very nationalistic. We all are. Again, come by it honest. So we'll, oh, she also is a hoarder because she was a depression baby. and so Okay, I understand so, that. My so grandmother we, was. <laughs> so once we were at a spa, it was really funny, and they gave you the loofah after yes. they and two of us threw them away. Two people kept their loofahs, and we were like, oh, y'all are seriously proteans. Because, <laughs> no, well, we could use it again. Like, I am not putting a wet loofah in my pocketbook. <laughs> but um, <laughs> So I um, was a, basically a, a really bratty kid, horrible child, but I was a 60s child. And um, Ended up, uh, stopped in Mississippi, never finished high school, went directly from the 11th grade to college, went to Boston College where my speaking skills and leadership skills were encouraged and where I majored in economics. Went to MIT and and did well there in the economics program. Uh, My classmates included Paul Krugman, who is the New York Times columnist, and Ben Bernanke, who is the Federal Reserve Board Chair. And then went from there to do some teaching, got bitten by the media bug, started writing for USA Today and doing actually talk radio in the middle of the night. I was a fill-in host for the ABC affiliate in San Francisco. Ended up out in Washington doing more of the same, but also writing, continuing my column and just having a great time. And um, and still do some of the writing and talking and pop up on the tube occasionally, but my priority these days is the education of young women. And Bennett College, of course, is one of two historically black colleges that focuses on women. And it's an exciting place. In my leadership in four years, we've built four buildings. I most recently opened, with the help of so many wonderful people, our Global Learning Center on May, March 25th. And, uh, wow. So we have been working very hard to preserve, promote, protect, and grow this phenomenal institution. The four areas of focus. Uh, under my administration have been entrepreneurship, leadership, global studies, and communications. Entrepreneurship is required. It's required for all students to take a class in entrepreneurship. Why? Because no matter what you do, whether you're a journalist, a scientist, an artist, you will be an entrepreneur at some point in your life. That's what the economy is like. Leadership, because our world is dying for women leaders. Um, Global studies, because we live in a global world. And communications, because what you say and how you say it really is your calling card to the rest of the world. 
Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. my that's my story. I don't know if you, if you nosy folks want to know anything else. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, I mean, but that, I love nosy. I love it. I I, I yeah. <laughs> you love it. Yeah, the, the journalist background uh, can can help you with that. So that I love your your focus um, being global, focusing on that as well. And why do you think that is so important? I mean, I know you kind of alluded to it because we are in a global economy. But can you expound on that more for our audience? Well, especially for people of African descent, it's important not simply to see yourself in the context of these United States. We represent 6% of the world's population. There's so many other populations out there. Many of our entrepreneurial opportunities, our cultural global opportunities, even our family formation opportunities are going to come from places other than the United States. So we have to be out there in the world. We can't think of the world as a narrow occasion that starts in Alaska and ends in Florida. You know, we have to right. – and, and, and let's not go to Alaska, Talk, speaking of Alaska. Uh, but uh, I don't mean let's not go there. It's a wonderful place, but I was just thinking of Mrs. Palin. And, uh, I understand. You know, saying, oh, my, let's not go there. Um, but she can see Russia from there. Um, and we right. do need to understand that when people can see Russia from Alaska, there's something delusional going on and that we then begin to talk about what we can see from where. Also, if you think of yourself as a person of African descent, as simply a product of the United States, you often will simply see yourself as a descendant of people who had been enslaved. But if you broaden your worldview, you see yourself as a descendant of people who had conquered nations, who had built universities when other people were eating out of caves. When you see yourself that way, it's empowering. It's extremely empowering. And so that's why it's important to be global. It is. It really is. And the entrepreneurship that you mentioned as well, um, you put out some information saying that, you know, no matter what field we're in, uh, we will become entrepreneurs. And you're saying that because of the economy. Can you also expound on that more for us as well? Well, certainly. You know, the unemployment rate right now is 9.1%. It's 16.2% for African Americans. That's the official rate. The unofficial rate is something more like 30%, 28.2%, according to my calculations. If we did better around risk-taking, that's a proteon, we would be able to build businesses, to self-employ. There are all kinds of skills and talents that are needed in our community, but we need to have the audacity to say, I can do this to say I can do this. I'll, I'll give you just a great, very recent, very personal example. I have three friends myself included, who had air conditioning problems last week. And, I mean, and the brother who does my air conditioning went out of town and my air went out, you know, I was miserable. And the three of us are saying, well, isn't there anybody else? You know, we love him, but there's got to be so We couldn't find anyone. Now, I also happen to be passionate about buying black, so I was not trying to give my money to, you know, the majority person who – you know, come knocking by doors. I'm, I'm, I want to. If you have air conditioning needs, I want to take them. I also need referrals, so I didn't know that man. But um, right. But the point is that there are things. You know, we have never had high levels of black male employment, formal employment, in the United States. Where there was a time when brothers would go out and figure out something to do. It was a washing right. cars, detailing cars, doing something. But we all end up having to do that because just look look at the teachers who are being laid off right now. Teachers, mm-hmm. they did everything they were supposed to do. They got the degrees. They did their work. But guess what? They got laid off. 
Look at the look at the the Tea Party attempt to reduce government employment. Reducing mm. government employment means cutting black people and brown people <laughs> and women because we're disproportionately employed by government. And so those, these are folks we're going to have to try to figure out because you got to eat. So and mm-hmm. the average That's unemployment true. person, Deborah, today has been unemployed for forty weeks. Four zero. Wow. That's a long time. That's longer than it takes to carry and birth a baby. Wow. That's how long so people have been unemployed. How do you think, you know, in, in your opinion, when when people are laid off right there, you still have individuals who have not thought about working for themselves or who have not thought about taking those skills that they've used for years um, on a job to do the same thing for themselves. In in my opinion, it sounds like a mindset. How do we help? And and you can share with me. Of course, we love to know what your your opinion is. But how do we help bridge that gap to get them to begin thinking that this is what you need to do? Well, it's one of the reasons why at Bennett we require this class intro mm-hmm. to entrepreneurship. We just want folks to start thinking about it. Just wrap your mm-hmm. mind around it. And of course, it's easier said than done. But it's something that right. can be done. And the the point right. is to introduce self, people to that possibility, the possibility right. that you will indeed work for yourself. Once you introduce right. people to that possibility, often you'd be amazed at the things they think about. And, but you also want them to understand that entrepreneurship is about rate of return. I had a young sister just try to sell me some earrings, and they were $30, and they were so intricately done, beads and feathers and all this. I said, sister, how long did it take you to make these earrings, and she said four hours. I said, how much did the beads cost? And she wouldn't say, and I said, well, look, even if the beads were free, four hours, $30, means you value your time at $7.50 an hour. Mm. I said, now, that's okay. It's more than the minimum wage. I said, but I just want you to think about that when you price your goods, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so that, the, mm-hmm. so you you don't just want to say go in business for yourself, but be a strategic business person. And so, right. you know, right. so in some ways, Deborah, the book that I did, Surviving and Thriving, 365 Facts in Black Economic History, was about business strategy as much as anything else because my company, Last Word Productions, published it. Why? First of all, the majority press didn't want it. But secondly, I decided to own my own stuff. I decided mm-hmm. I needed to own my own stuff, you know. And people say, well, how come I can't get it on Amazon? Here's the answer. Amazon takes all your money. Mm-hmm. They take 60% mm-hmm. off the top. So the question began, became, how do you value your time, your effort, your energy? And so we have to ask ourselves, now at some point we will probably get it to Amazon because we want bigger distribution. But right now I want money back so I can print another run. But, you know, we have to be, be strategic about being entrepreneurs. It's not just I'm in business, but I'm in business to make a profit. That is true. That is true. And and the strategy is so important. I can say personally, you know, being in business over 20 years now, and it wasn't until I I linked up with my mentors and and others who who spoke about that same thing and what you talked about, that strategy, knowing why we're in business and how to actually get to it. I think sometimes we start something just because we think that we can or it's easy to do, but we don't always have that plan. Like we have – businesses we can be in business for five years and not have a business plan you know and uh it, it really makes a big difference there so tell us more about the book uh i'm i'm so excited about it i'm, I'm looking at it here 
um, the facts that you have in there, all of the, I mean, we could go literally for our children every day and teach them a fact about well, black Well, I hope you history. will, and I hope on your on your show, which talks about wealthy sisters, that you can frame some of these facts with future um, shows so that you can actually um, basically talk about Maggie Lena Walker, for example, the sister with a second-grade education who founded Penny Savings Bank in Richmond, Virginia. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, B. Smith. We kind of all know about B. Smith or Dewey, about a woman who was a model who became an entrepreneur, restaurateur, you know, TV personality. But really, an entrepreneur is the most important thing. Or Sadie Tanner Moselle Alexander, the first black woman to get a Ph.D. in economics, which she got from the University of Pennsylvania. Or Dr. Phyllis Ann Wallace, my mentor, who's the first black woman to get a Ph.D. from Yale University. Or so many other women and men whose contributions to our history are important. You see, economics is a study of who gets what, when, where, and why. And for us, it's always been framed of us having our noses outside the window at the candy shop where everybody else is eating. And Surviving and Thriving was written to remind us that even in the worst of times, some of us have done very well because we played the game. You say you, you can't win the game unless you play. The playing field may not be level. It's never going to be level for black people, but that's okay. You can still win if you play. If you stand outside the sidelines and say, oh, well, it's not fair, guess what? You won't get anything. And we have people, the first act of black economic history in my mind is those enslaved people who bought themselves back. Wow. And whenever I say this, I get this feeling in the pit of my stomach, and it's like pain. Because it is pain. How dare, in the land of the free and the home of the brave, how dare people enslave other people and then make them purchase themselves? But we did that. Free Frank McWhorter is the first fact that opens up the book. And Free Frank bought himself. That's what he did. He purchased himself. Maggie, um, Elizabeth Keckley was another person. She had been enslaved. She was Mary Todd Lincoln's uh, tailor, but she purchased herself and became, again, the tailor to um, the First Lady of the United States. There's a man named John Parker that I wish I had known. Just by reading about him, I fell in love with him. This brother was a combination of a Farrakhan, a Jesse Jackson. It throw a little Obama in there, um, but he was bad. He ran away four times before he was 18 years old. Then he wow. cut, then he cut a deal with a white woman to buy him, and then he bought himself back from her. <laughs> then he moved to the Kentucky-Ohio border, Cincinnati, and he was so bold that he would walk onto white people's plantations and taste slaves. Take them. Say, come on, y'all. It's just time to go. And yeah, Wow. And he was so bold, bad, bold, bodacious that um, after the Fugitive Slave Act was passed, which would allow him to have been re-enslaved if he were ever caught, he kept doing it. He just kept wow. doing it. Uh, there was a price on his head. Meanwhile, on the side, he was an extraordinarily successful entrepreneur who held patents and all kinds of other stuff. You know, or you think about a, a Mary Ellen Pleasant who was a black woman in San Francisco, who was so wealthy that she financed lawsuits against discrimination. But she was so wealthy and so smart that she would go into white people's houses and work as a maid. Why? Because she would pick up stock tips. So she would overhear wealthy white people talking about where they invested their money, and she would do business. Mm-hmm. 
and was able to multiply her fortune that way. So, so you see, Deborah, when these facts are known by our children, when our children understand this, they understand we are powerful, not a powerless people. Mm-hmm. Now, the book mm-hmm. opens up with a with a, an essay, a 20-page essay, that really kind of frames us in the context of the American economy and where we've been. So while it's a lot of facts, I think the essay is also something that is very educational and extremely useful. And as I hold the book, as I often do, and I'm, for an interview, you want to have your book in front of you, I, my heart just kind of soars. It's one I've written uh, or been a co-author on five books now. This is my favorite thing. This is my absolutely favorite thing. Why is that, Dr. Melville? Well, first, because it's mine, because I did it. I didn't, I, you know, because it's mine. Because That's I love right. the cover. It's red. The cover looks like me. It's got Madam C.J. Walker on it, but it's got yeah. the red. I had a whole team of phenomenal black people work with me on this, a brother, Patrick Oliver, who was a project manager, and just an amazing brother who, you know, initially we were talking about finding a majority publisher. And I have to confess, Patrick and Curry, he said, come on, sister. Practice what you preach. Do it yourself. We had a sister who designed the cover. We had a group of editors who are African-American, did the copy editing, the layout, all of that. I mean, we had a team that was just phenomenal, and that they just they just did it. And, you know, you, we talk a lot about black economic development, but the fact is when it comes together, sometimes it just comes together in such a way that you just want to grin. This book makes me smile at night before I go to bed. Yes. Yes. How long did it take you to to write it? It's so much great information in here. How long is it? Oh, honey, it took a long time. I mean, this is something that I started thinking about perhaps um, 20 years ago, actually, because nobody teaches black economic history. So I had started thinking about this, and, you know, I read a book about uh, self emancipation, which is the process of purchasing yourself. And I sort of put a, you know, I started out with a little folder of interesting facts about us. A.G. Gatson in Alabama, owning an insurance company, all those. So I started a little file, <laughs> and it turned into a box, you know. <laughs> and then I wrote this proposal to do something with one of the majority banks on black economic history. We talked for about a year, and they turned it down. And I think the creator really intended for me to do this myself. And so yeah. then I did another proposal and sent it out to maybe 15 publishers. And can you imagine people telling me no? I'm like, huh? well, I was amazed. And that's so that, that I went to Bennett. And, of course, at, as a college president, I write a weekly column for the black press for NNPA. But other, I don't have a lot of time to write, and I love to write. It's my first love. So I didn't have a lot of time, but um, I had a team. And so we had facts, and I got people editing the facts, and, then they they literally locked me in the room for three or four days to write the essay. It's all in my head, but I had to get it out. I had to get it out. And at the same time, of course, you know, do my work. And so when I look at the productivity that I've had at Bennett um, in the last four years, of course, supported by an amazing team and a wonderful creator to, to do those buildings and to do that work and to have this done at the same time, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, you bad. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, again, we know that everyone can go and get the book at um, your website, which is last word p r o d p r o d dot com as well. What do you have in store for the future? What are you working on? Is there a part two to this? Well, yeah, I'm, out? I'm, right now I'm chilling. I'm doing something called Summer Light, 
After four years okay. as a college president, uh, having taken no extensive vacations, I'm trying to take yes. you know, a week here, week there, do some things that really allow me to relax. I'm also doing some assessment, and that really is the question. What's next? What kind of writing do I want to do? You know, um, at 50, I'll be 58 in, in three months. Uh, really? So, yeah. Wow. We, I would not guess that. You're looking wonderful. Well, looking thank you. Thank you. God is good. But God is good you, and black don't crack. Black don't crack. <laughs> uh, yellow don't either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, you know, basically, you, you know, I always tell people after 50, you're definitely in the back nine. You know, if you're a golfer, you're in the back nine. Concept. Mm-hmm. So, 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 what do you want the rest of your life to look like? So, I'm spending the summer sort of thinking and meandering, doing some writing, doing a couple long pieces, um, writing something on women in incarceration for an edited volume, because you know um, there are 800,000 women who are incarcerated. We always think about the men, but of the women, um, mm. we've, it, the numbers are high. 800,000 may not be the number; it's a very large number. Say about 200,000, but. About 40% of those women are sisters, are African-American women. That's the 80, where the 80 came from. 80% of them are mothers. 80% of them are mothers. And so this is something, you know, we who are in the black middle class all too often forget about those incarcerated black folks. And so I'm gonna, I am I, I get a speech and I'm, someone said, you got to turn it into an article. So I'm going to do a long article this summer on that. And then I'm going to think about what's next in terms of folks keep saying, you know, write an autobiography. I might. It would be funny. Or, you know, something (laughs) motivational, uh, you know, to to help my girls, my young women, really take the world on fiercely and with full force. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we know we have one minute left with you. And just just love for you to share um, your final thoughts with our audience on on any tips you would like to share with them um, regarding becoming entrepreneurs or just things that you feel we need to do at this time in our lives? You know, be a proteon. Take a risk. You've got to take Mm -hmm. a risk. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. My most favorite biblical verse is 1 Corinthians 16.9. Paul is writing and he says, "I'm I'm going to do great and effective things and there are many obstacles. When I first read that verse, I thought, you know, whenever there's an obstacle, you usually say, but. You know, I've got to raise this money, but the economy is bad. But what Paul is saying in that verse is you don't do anything great unless there are obstacles. So I would encourage folks as you're thinking about entrepreneurship, about wealth, about your future, to understand the obstacles are going to be there. If they weren't there, it wouldn't be hard. If it weren't there, everybody would be doing it. So take the obstacles as part of the um, seasoning as part of the test. Every testimony has a test. So you're not going to be able to tell people how you got over until you get over. And you're not going to get over until you go through that test. Yeah. So that also, yes. I, 1 Corinthians 16.9 takes me through many a day. All right, all right. Well, we, I tell you, it's been such an honor, and we certainly admire you for all that you're doing, and we thank you for for blazing the trail for all of us, and especially for this great work that you've written. I, I'm I'm really um, so looking forward to sharing this daily with my daughter. So thank you again, and I look forward to seeing you. I believe um, you're going to be in Los Angeles. I will be in L.A. at the Lamert Park Book Festival. Yes, I will uh, be there. Okay, wonderful. I will please come up and say hello, please. I certainly will. will. We we, we owe each other a sister hug. 
That's right. That's right. Because I missed you at the the PowerNet conference. I came Saturday, and I missed you. I think you you were there the day before, I believe. So yeah, I left Saturday morning early. To... Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, and continue to enjoy your summer light. And uh, we will see you soon. Once again, please, everyone, go to laughwordprod.com and pick up this book. You owe it to yourself. Thank you so much, Doctor Melville. Thank Have you, Master. I day. appreciate you. Bye bye. Thank you. Yes, well, again, to our listening audience, we all, we so appreciate you for tuning in every week. We're going to take a short break, and we come back, we have some special, special prizes we want to give away, but you got to call in first and tell us what the show has meant to you these past two years. Dial 347-838-9278. That's 347-838-9278, and press 1 on the phone so that we know that you have some something that you would like to say. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hi there. This is Bill Lee. I'm a voice talent, and I want to work for you. Just email me at bill at billlee.net. For God so loved the world. We've probably all heard the start to this verse, but what does it really mean in our daily lives? At FedEx, we understand you want a partner who can help you go global. That's why FedEx delivers next business day by 10.30 a.m. from more major international cities than any other express carrier. FedEx, another day, another dollar saved. Do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love? Then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander and Associates Incorporated toll-free at one 894 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net. Well, we are live and back on Wealthy Sisters celebrating our second anniversary, and we're so excited to have you on the line today. Yes, we also want to announce the release, new release of the phenomenal Wealthy Sisters, powerful personal stories that prove you can do it too. You can go to www.wealthysisters.com, pick up your copy today. The phenomenal women from our shows that we interviewed are in here. We've got Colleen Payne, we have Catherine Freeland, we have Linda Clemens, Miss Olivia Bondles, who happens to be Madam C.J. Walker's great great granddaughter, and a host of other phenomenal women. You deserve to get this book today. It's available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Also, we are so excited about the tour kicking off here in Atlanta tonight. We are starting the PBW Tour, those 35 cities, we're coming to you. If you have not registered in your local city, you want to do it now because seats are going. It's limited seating, and it's complimentary. So go to www.thepbw.com. Click on that flyer so that you can register today. Now, I do want to go to the lines. We have a very special caller on the line who happens to be a new show producer, Miss Renelda, and uh, she's been doing a phenomenal job. She's helping me with so much uh, every week that you have on the show, and she just wanted to share uh, a few words with you about what Wealthy Sisters meant to her since she's been listening to it, because that's how we actually found each other. So I want to just bring Miss Renelda online. Are you there, Renelda? Yes, I'm here, Deborah. Hi, everyone. All right. 
Hello, speak up a little bit so that we can all hear you. First of all, I want to say thank you for such a phenomenal job that you're doing. I really appreciate that every week um, you, you connected with me and helping us with our guests and everything that you're doing. So thank you to that. You're doing a phenomenal job. But I would love to know more about what you want to share about Wealthy Sisters. Well, Wealthy Sisters has been definitely changed my life. It's it's amazing to be connected, even though I'm behind the scenes, just to hear the women live talking about their experiences, that's really, really awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and what I, can you say you have learned, one thing that has really affected how you think about business and you think about your professional life? Well, when it comes to business and professional life, um, I understand that now it really takes hard work. But if you have a goal in mind and you're really passionate about it, it's worth mm-hmm. the fight, it's worth the studying, the research, and to go out there and take risks. Life is all about taking risks. And mm-hmm. learning from mm-hmm. these women who come on the show, talking about their experiences, let us know that it's not easy. It's still worth it. At least you take the action upon it. So the entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is definitely in my spirit for sure. All right, all right, great, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us today, Renelda, as well. And like I said, we really appreciate everything that you're doing every week um, on the show. I want to take this time now just to let everybody know we're going to have a giveaway here, but we want you to call in at 347-838-9278. Right now we're going to give away a conference registration to the Winter Summer 2012. You have to be the fifth caller for the Winter Summer 2012. So dial 347-838-9278. Press 1 on the phone so that we know that you are calling in. We're going to take a quick short break. Come right back and we'll take the fifth caller. Hello, Sunshine. This is Stacey N.C. Grant, Empowerment Specialist and Event Strategist. I'm a proud sponsor of the Professional Black Woman Maximizing You Tour, coming to New York City on Wednesday, June 15th, under the visionary leadership of Ms. Deborah Hardnett and the wonderful event host, Ms. Michelle Newton. The Professional Black Woman provides you with mentors, partners, resources, and the skills needed to increase your bottom line. This is an event you don't want to miss with complimentary admission register today and you can connect with me at www.stacyncgrant.com s-t-a-c-i-e-n-c-g-r-a-n-t.com and I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday June 15th at the Professional Black Woman Maximizing You Tour in New York City all right, that's phenomenal. We are coming your way, Miss Stacy, in New York City. That's Wednesday, D.C. tomorrow night, Jersey on Thursday, and excuse me, Jersey is on Friday, and Philly is on Saturday. So we're going to our fifth caller now. I believe it's a five one two two seven two number. State your name and where you're calling from. My name is Jeanette Hill, and I'm calling from Austin, Texas. All right. Well, hello, Jeanette. Congratulations. You are the fifth caller, and you've won the prize. You've got that conference registration. That's your conference registration for the Winter Summer 2012. Congratulations. Woo! Oh, thank We've got you. got the background noise for you there. Are you excited? Yes, I am. Because I, well, I had called in. I said, well, hang up. You're not going to get it. And I said, well, no, you, you never know. And I called right back. <laughs> 
Oh, look at that. See, see, you got to know. I always say you're a natural born winner, right? You're a natural born winner. So tell us, how long have you been listening to the show? Well, as an artist, it began. Uh, you know, for a while uh-huh. I was out because I was, you know, working on, on different projects. But one of the things that I really love about it, and I just have to tell you this, because I'm I'm not the youngster that just graduated from college. You know, I've had a career, and now I'm reentering, and I'm a, I'm a writer. I'm a playwright. And for a long time, you know, it was so discouraging to hear people say, well, you know, you're kind of past the prime. People don't really want to hear what you have to say. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was just interesting. When I listen to the women, it's like, you know, you don't let things discourage you. That's it doesn't right. matter if this is your dream, if this is your passion. It's it's like uh, reading uh, Joshua one seven through nine. You don't look to the left or to the right. You focus That's on right. what you need That's to right. do, and you keep moving, and you will be successful. And now I am. I'm I'm getting known around the country. I'm invited to speak at other conferences, and it's just amazing. It is oh, just amazing. The more I listen to other women talk about you know, what they've done and their what is really important to me. I need to hear that there was a struggle. Because mm-hmm. when I'm going through, that helps me to know, okay, these roadblocks that you're hitting, it's not you. This is just part of the process. That's part of the process. I'm it's so glad that you that said journey. that because it's a process. That's the main thing that we have to learn. I have to remind myself of that, that it is. It's a process. We're going to get it. Like we hear all the time, delay does not mean denial. It does Absolutely. not mean that we are not going to achieve it. It's just the process. We have to be molded. During the process, we have to be prepared. Some things we have to um, be decisive or they decide or they cut uh, away from. Some people in our circles might not be the right people that can get us to that place. We might need to be connected with others. You might have to move to a different city. But it's all a part of the process. Well, we are going to follow up with you, going to give you a call back at your number so that we can get all your information to get your conference registration for the Winter Summer 2012. And you're in Austin, so I think Houston is the closest location. You got to come out next next month. Uh, we'll be in oh, Houston I've, there. I've already done. I've already registered. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful! Well, congratulations, Jeanette, and we we look forward to seeing you next month. And we'll call you right back after the show. Continue to enjoy all right. your day. Well, all, the all right. Well, right. Well, we have one more prize to give away, and I see a seven seven. Three number seven seven three three seven two. Is that Chicago? Is Chi Town in the house? State your name and where you calling from. Hi, Deborah. This is Tisha Houston here in Greenville, South Carolina, but I am using oh, a Chi Town number. Wow! How incredible is that, Tisha? Congratulations! You have just won a conference registration for the Winter Summit 2012. Now I got to tell you about Tisha. Tisha is a phenomenal woman. This woman has—I want to say 50, 11 children, but she has five, I believe. But the way she handles it is just incredible. I just recently moved to Greenville, South Carolina, and I said, you know what? Everything is about the network. I said. Let me go to my network. Who's in Greenville? Who do I find? None other than Miss Tisha Houston. She she was very instrumental in helping me get settled in uh, my new area there in Greenville. So I want to say thank you again for that. But just say congratulations to you and just share with us, Tisha, what has Wealthy Sisters show um, meant to you? What does it mean to you uh, as a, a listener? 
Well, first of all, congratulations to you for two years. I know there are a lot of Block Talk Radio hosts that come and go. You know, after about three or four months, they uh, just kind of abandon the show. And uh, I have a Block Talk show, too, so I know what it's like to to have to come up with a new guest every week and and stay fired up and, and to be there every week. And you have done that. So you have showed me the importance of consistency and being consistent actually builds your business. And that's that's number one key when it comes to being an entrepreneur. You must be consistent. Um, your show has also been just inspiring. When you told me back a year and a half ago, I don't know, maybe two years ago now we spoke on the phone, and you told me that you interviewed um, African-American women who made over uh, made a certain income. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. That show shouldn't take too long. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I look and see two years, you can interview, you can find black women that make that kind of money, and I say praise the Lord because I, I wouldn't have known how easy it was to find people like that. You know, I would have thought, oh, yeah, you can do that 20, 40, 50 times, but, you know, after that it starts falling snow, but you keep finding them, so praise God. So it encourages me, it inspires me, it keeps me moving and keeps me going forward. So congratulations to you. And yay, I won. Amen. Yay, yes, indeed. Yes. Well thank you so much, um, for well for all the things that you've shared and, and, and continuing to share the show uh thank with you. everyone on a weekly basis. And, and can we I will say be seeing you? Yes, yes. Deborah, there's a, a sister in the chat room that was saying her daughter just graduated from college and that uh-huh. she's looking to start a business and she can't get the inspiration. She's the only one encouraging her. Tell that sister to please contact me. I will be her business coach. I'm always excited for young people who want to start a business, um, and that's what I do. I'm a business coach. I help people to get their businesses up and running. I'll, I'll talk with that young sister, and we'll get her going, get her started on her way. She definitely needs to right. herself with other, other entrepreneurs. That's correct. And definitely, as I say every week, that's why we do what we do, have you to tune in to the show, to listen to the phenomenal women that come on every week, and some men as well, because we do uh, have men on our show as well. But definitely, um, it's all about that environment, all about who you surround yourselves with as well. So we want some more callers to call in. We see the lines lighting up here, 347-838-9278. We have a few more moments in the show. Just a few more, just about 14 minutes left, and we're going to take another quick short break, come right back, and uh, take some more calls from you, because this is all about you. It's your show today. Stay tuned. Would you like to reach quality professionals, expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis, advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group? Our packages include both on-air and website banner placements. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Yes, yes, we're live here on Wealthy Sisters celebrating our second anniversary, and we have celebrating it with the release of our new book, Wealthy Sisters, Powerful Personal Stories, Proving You Can Do It Too. It's available at www.wealthysisters.com. It's also available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And we need you to go. Leave a review. Help us out. Let everybody know that this is a phenomenal book. It's a great book. It's wonderful stories. And it's a great read, as we say. You want to definitely have that 
they're available. When I was doing the final editing, you know, from I didn't edit it, we have an editor, but when when we um, were working on it and I had to go over do my final look, I was so excited. I was ready to highlight everything because the information that's shared from the women, you know, we hear it on a weekly basis, but it's nothing like having it in black and white, in print. You can read it. You can go back over it. You can take notes. We even have notes spaces in the um, pages in the back of the book. It's a nice little uh, five-by-eight book. It's, 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 um, it's perfect. It'll fit in your purse. It's lightweight. I'm telling you, you have to get this book if you are definitely so serious, serious about um, moving forward in your business. So definitely go to WealthySisters.com and pick it up. We're going to go to the line to another caller again, dial 347-838-9278. This looks like a Maryland number, 410-358. Hello, state your name and where are you calling from, please? Hi, Deborah. This is Dejelle from Baltimore. Hey, Dejelle. How are you? I'm absolutely wonderful. I just good, want to good. say. Tell us about wealthy sisters. What is meant to you, darling? Oh my God, I'm going to tell you all that I was stuck. I was a mortgage banker, and that's all I knew. I was not all I knew, but all I knew I wanted to do well. When I went to the women's conference this year, I took it to a different level. I became a full financial literacy coach, which means I expanded not only for people who wanted to go to college. The people mm-hmm. who wanted to know about building that credit, people who wanted to know about how to invest, I took it to a different level. And I can tell you, without me being in that conference, I was literally at a standstill. Now I was able to take what I know and make it go full circle. So it has truly inspired me to see just past what you know, but to reach beyond what you think. And just walk into it until it happens. Wow, wow. That's that is so important that you said reach beyond what you think because a lot of times when we think we we think about what we see, you know, what the, we see right there with our natural eye and it can be an illusion to tell you the truth because really what we see is not really what's happening. Uh, it exactly. doesn't dictate who we are, you know, our our circumstances, maybe the finances, maybe we're not bringing in the income that we want to bring in, or maybe you have had a lot of people tell you, no, I don't like this idea, or this is not a good idea, or what's wrong with you? Nobody's going to buy that idea. Well, you never know. First of all, you, you might really look at who you're talking to. Um, many times when we get started in business, we, we deal with the people that's in our space our, you know, immediate circle. And if we've never been a business owner before, we seek advice from people who were non-business owners. So that many times can be a big problem there. So I'm, I'm so glad that you mentioned that as well. And, and the Winter Summit, um, which we know is our annual conference, and we are going next year, 2012, with sailing March 16th through the 19th to the Bahamas. And uh, on the Norwegian Sky Ship, which is a phenomenal ship, and also to their private island, Great Sturb Cay. But yes, the women that we bring on board um, our conference and the women that we bring every week, we want to make sure that they provide that practical knowledge, that practical information that could actually help you in your business on a day to day basis. One of the things you shared, Michelle, um, I like 
like what you said about bringing bringing it all, and you 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 know you you wanted to be able to get a bigger perspective for yourself and have a broader plan. What what was the one thing really that that struck you, or what made you say this is something that I need to do? Because you've been in business for a while as well. Yeah, what was and, it that and I, for you? I've often struggled just trying to keep my vision alive, knowing that this is really what I wanted to do. As much as I wanted to do it, the support, basically because of the industry, was not there. But I, when I went to the Women's Conference, the, the one in Baltimore that you held, I, I listened to Linda Clemens. And one thing that's really important, I stress this to anybody who's listening out there, as great as I thought I was, you always need help. You need a coach sometimes to help elevate you to that next level. Because when mm-hmm. you're used to doing it all by yourself, sometimes just what it is, it's all by yourself. And you need somebody to help you see things through and work through the plan. Because it's a plan and it is a process. It can't mm-hmm. be done overnight, but you have to take that time and invest in yourself and believe that you're surrounding yourself by the right group of people who are guiding you in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. And I am I'm being minted right now by Miss Beatty and Miss Clemens. Right. So I can honestly say that both of them will help you if any sisters out there just trying to pull it all together to put it in a package. They can literally help you make your dream a reality. That is so true. Now, you, um, as you mentioned, are in the financial world, and I know you have a lot of information about the mortgage industry and what's happening with that. And I've I've been seeing, like, bulletins come out and really haven't had the time to really pay close attention to it. But can you just share just a tidbit of what's happening and what's changing now uh, in the, the marketplace? Okay. There used to be a time where anybody could buy a house. There was really no verification of financial information whatsoever. If you said you was a teacher and made $100,000, that was acceptable. Today, Mm -hmm. the banks are more stringent. In order Mm -hmm. to be able to buy a house or refinance, your credit score has to be 640 or above. They are doing what's called a, a 1040 analysis, where as soon as you apply for a mortgage, they're pulling your tax records, and they're comparing them to what you actually said. Mm-hmm. They're also now requiring that you verify your bank account information. It used to be where you can say, I had the money stuck under my pillow. I saved it for six months. It's really mm-hmm. crucial now to have that money, even if you're saving it, in a bank account. It has to be in a bank account in order for them to use it. Uh, a lot of people are getting discouraged. Don't get discouraged because if your credit score is not 640 above, there's assistance out there to help you build up your credit. And if you're thinking about buying a house, 3.5% is still all that's required for Federal Housing Administration loan. And that's not a lot of money. So the rates are right now under 5%. They're 4% right now, which is great. Mm -hmm. So if you can be a homeowner, it's a great time to buy if you're paying a higher percentage rate, like five and a half or over, it's a great time to refinance. And even if you're just beginning, it's really important that you take the necessary steps, get your bank account in order, 
be on your job for two years, and if you're self-employed, this is really key for the people who are self-employed, do not underestimate your business income because what used to happen for business owners, entrepreneurs, is they would look at your gross receipts. Mm-hmm. So that means we know that you can have a write-off for the first five years. What you mm-hmm. want to do is install a system where you're paying yourself at least the amount of money to cover your mortgage payment or to cover your future mortgage payment. So that's really crucial because if you show a consistent loss, whereas you were eligible in the past to get finance or refinance, today you're no longer eligible to do that. You have to show on paper without losses. You can have some loss, but you have to be able to pay yourself enough to afford the mortgage that you're trying to get. And what are they requiring on that? With you know, we you know with you said with someone that's employed is two years. What is it for um, business owners? Is it two years of? It's still of, two years. Uh, You're going to uh-huh. have to have a, a letter from your accounting as as well as your profit and loss statement. They want to see all items of the 1040 federal return. So mm-hmm. they're really looking to kind of see how much you earned and what you wrote off and what. They're going to minus what you earn from what you write off, and that's going to be utilized as your income. That's why it's mm-hmm. crucial and really important that you invent a system where you pay yourself as a regular employee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then what you do with that money, as far as paying yourself, you know, you, you do what you have to do. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. You do what you have to do with your business, but this is the way to safeguard and show consistent income for yourself. Mhm, mhm. Well, that's some great tips. Now, tell us um, how they can reach you, Michelle, as well, because I know that you're helping people with that, and you also help people uh, nationwide, not just locally. Correct. That's correct. I help people rebuild their credit, start a budget, start a spending plan, as well as finance, refinance, or modify their mortgages. And you can reach me at four one zero three five eight. 3170, or you can go to my website at www.dancer.24ex.com. That's dancer.24ex.com. And that's D as in Deborah. That's correct. But D as in Deborah. D, the letter D. Uh Uh-huh. Better D. Well, I just want to say thank you for so much for allowing me to grow. And I'm I'm just like a flower. I just want to say to you, you have allowed me to grow and push me in directions. And I just want to say thank you for the show. Thank you. I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much, Michelle, for just being there and being allowing me to be in your space. And uh, I look forward to seeing you real soon. All right, thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today for our anniversary show. Please make sure you come back next week. We have another special surprise for you. Again, we want to thank you for all that you're doing. Go to WealthySisters.com. You can listen to our archives there, some of the phenomenal shows that we have. We can also uh, You can also download us on iTunes. Download, uh, download it on iTunes if you have your iPhone there to be listened to it right away. Just a great tool. And remember to follow us 
uh, at Facebook, on Twitter, on the Wealthy Sisters, and join our mailing list so that you can stay informed and be in the know. Until then, until next week, thank you again for tuning in today and continue to make it your day. Remember that you are a winner no matter what you are. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by the professional black woman, turning your concepts into cash. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host next week, as she interviews another powerful, progressive, and positive sister, and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's www.wealthysistas.com.